Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Floor is rising. I am Sabertooth, and with me is Kizu. I'm a professional NFT collector, and Kizu is a professional art critic. On this podcast, we talk deeply about the business of creating, collecting, and analyzing NFTs. So, if you are a creator or collector of NFTs, or you want to be, jump in. The water's warm. Our next artist, uh, we're going to talk about Chettle Galit. So, Chettle is an art blocks OG. He's done multiple art blocks drops. And I mean, I would say, you know, his archetypes drop was probably one of the earliest, sort of most popular collections. And it kind of shows how, how fast the space is moving because one of his drops, Paper Amartors, sort of dropped in the middle of an NFT bear market. And it took, it was sitting there. No one wanted to buy anything for like weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> basically like couldn't, couldn't couldn't sell out to save the life of uh, of that collection but and, and so it shows you the the peaks and troughs of the of the nft world that even one of the most popular sort of generative artists could not sell out <laughs> basically um and this was only a few months ago uh, and and today you know it's the, it's the hottest thing in in the world but i would say that his archetypes drop and the visual aesthetics of of archetypes by by Chetel galid kind of defined what is, I think, the the quintessential sort of generative art look? Because I think if you look at Fidenza by Tyler Hobbs, I see sort of visual similarities between you know, why that why archetypes is popular and why Fidenza is is, is popular um, as well. Uh, I mean, I mean, what do you, what do you think? Is it- Even if you're not familiar with the structure of how it's generated, I think at a pure visual level, there's some similarities. So the you know there's a very popular series of his called Stock, and I think the other one Invade, which kind of I think is a reference to Space Invaders. <laughs> so again, you know that that's a more kind of humorous instantiation of it. But I think that he's come to be known for this kind of like, for one of a better word, like Rubik Cube kind of like module interlocking modules kind of stuff, right? But that's a that's a very I would say controlled visual aesthetic that has become one of the signature styles. But I personally, I find that the series of his that is more interesting is the one that's called Dual, right? And that's a reference to what he's described as like having a mix or like a kind of struggle between noise and cellular, cellular automata, which is one of the kind of structures that is kind of medium-native to generative art, right? And so I think you can feel in these pieces that there's... It's a mix of like very rigorous structure and more random randomness. And I think it's it's in the pieces where it's not quite sure which is the kind of determining factor or mechanism. I think that's where the work is strongest. So you have the sense that it's equal parts artist intention and kind of randomness. Chettle is interesting that you, you talked about his you know his dual piece because dual is a one of one, right? And so even though it is generative art, it was artist selected, right? So whatever algorithm generated that, the artist would have you know specifically selected this. And, and this is in the older uh, sort of generative artists, people who were sort of active in the generative space prior to sort of NFTs and 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 the, the drops. This is the, the standard way of presenting generative art, right? So whatever algorithm you have, you you sort of keep generating that until you get something that you want to actually sort of present as, as, as a work compared to sort of, you know, the NFT drop style where you 
you just don't know what what people are going to get. You have a you, you have an algorithm and a print. I mean, how do you see the tension between these two? I guess different ways of presenting generative art. So the artist curation versus, I guess, collective curation. Let's say that Channel. Imagine he produced like plastic toy <laughs> versions of the Invader series. I think I can totally see this actually because like it's kind of like those Happy Meal toys in McDonald's and stuff where you know they release a little plastic thing that you can get and there's like you know a seat a set of like six or eight not too many so it's to get you to buy as many uh meals as as you know because like sometimes you end up with like two of the red ones and you trade it with your friend who has the blue one and stuff like that so i think this is like a kind of choice that's available to generative artists like they can still have a dominant say in terms of how far they want to turn the randomness knob in, in a sense, right? It's an additional parameter that I think is that they have access to that other artists working in other, working with other media or processes. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Boys Rising. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, follow, and give us a review on your favorite podcast app. Remember to also follow us on Twitter at Floor is Rising. You can reach out to us, send us a question, just send us a DM on Twitter at Floor is Rising. <laughs>